millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And welcome once again to the H&J Daily featuring... uh, some good bits from this afternoon's oh, show. Oh, yeah. And we always feature Danny <laughs> Kelly on, bad on a bits, Monday. You know? <laughs> yeah, there's a few, quite a few bad bits, you know. Otherwise, we'd have nothing. Yeah. Apart from Danny Kelly, who's always good. He joined us for a <laughs> look back on the Premier League weekend. We supplied the bad bits, clearly. Yeah. And you'll hear those. And then we had some clips of the week pewter from 2003. Yeah, I this enjoyed them. Parry, Young Brazil, et cetera, et cetera. Beaky didn't sound any different, did he, as you'll discover. So, uh, anyway, you hear it all is. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. What a sensational footballing weekend we both had. How tremendous for both of us, wasn't it? Yeah. Honestly, look, it was the safest bet of the weekend, Brighton to beat Chelsea. I mean, it was obvious it was going to happen. I just think it's the way that they're playing. I mean, honestly, they are so... If you look at the actual stats about how many points Tuchel earned at Chelsea... Mm. You take those away. Chelsea are definitely relegated this season. The way they've been playing since Tuchel left, they would have been relegated. I love the way you were saying to us earlier when you're looking at the teams below you, what you're worried. No, I know. I thought, I was, at one point, I think I've written down they're going to have to fire Frank and bring in Big Sam to keep us up. <laughs> Honestly, it's Sorry. absolutely. <laughs> yes. The home game against Forest could be the biggest game in the club's history. I mean, they're going to need, they need Andy, a point. You're getting hysterical. But the whole of it, the whole thing of it, it's just... I mean, you know, I love Frank Lampard as a player and I like him as a man, you know, he's a great bloke, but, I mean, he's just... I don't think he's much of a coach. He's made us much, much worse. Yeah. I mean, there's no question about that. I mean, Emma Hayes would have done a better job. She would have done. Yeah. You know, Kepper, he encourages players to shoot from outside the box because they know if they do, they've got a good chance. I'm not saying, he, you know, that... He, he, maybe Mendy would have got it. I don't know. But three goals from outside the box in the last three games. Mm. You know, it's just not good enough. It really isn't. But there you go. That's the way it is. What, what are you going to do? We'll, um, we'll, we'll talk, save the rest of it. Yeah, we're going to talk football with uh, Danny Kelly. I was at uh, Tottenham and it was a horrible, toxic moment. Mm. There were several, actually, but one especially uh, around Davison Sanchez, which uh, which was appalling. But anyway, we will be... We will be chatting about that with Danny Kelly uh, a little bit later. We're going to look at all the games in the Premier League so far this weekend, as well as looking ahead with Danny Mills to tonight's mm. remaining match, live on TalkSport, Leeds versus Liverpool. But it is, it is finally on Chelsea. I mean, talk about squandering 20 years' work in a season. Congratulations. Yeah, but I mean, no, it's not like it's, it's irretrievable. It, no, they, it, 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 they've know. got one window to sort it. If they don't sort it in the next window, if they don't get the managerial appointment right, they don't get a proper striker... And, and they don't trim the squad by at least seven players, 
they're going to be in big trouble. All things you would expect them to do. Well, they should do it, but we'll see what happens. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting, the weather has been making front-page headlines, and uh, but when they say, <laughs> one of the papers said, bookies are slashing odds on the hottest April. Mm. Who are these people betting on the weather? Lumping on. <laughs> John Ketley, <laughs> apart from him. Hottest April. <laughs> I can't yeah. imagine that at all. Now, a couple of things to get you going on. A little tweet emerged today uh, from someone who said, I recently found out that David, Louise and William own a restaurant and they say Kante never pays. He just smiles and leaves. Really? So um, I don't know if this is the case of uh, that he didn't pay once and they said it's on us, you know, yeah. Golo. And he thought, oh, so it's always on them. So he'll sit there and eat his dinner at their restaurant and he'll say... Bye, boys. See you soon. And then it's just, not like he can't afford it. No, but I, it might just be About three hundred grand a week. It's a misunderstanding, <laughs> I'm guessing, because sometimes in life you do think something is free and it's not. Just I mean, tell I, him. I, I don't know if that's what I'm Just say to him, look, and go. You've been getting these free meals. I, I mean, don't mean to be rude, but you've got to pay. Just say that. You can have that conversation with him. I'll tell him. The pocket rocket? <laughs> I'll tell him. So you, it must be bad. There's sort of William, William and uh, David mm. Louise in the corner saying, you're going to have to tell him. No, you tell him. You've you played with him longer than I did. No, you haven't. You tell him. This can't carry on. Yeah. And both of them are thinking, well, it's not like we can't afford it. We can give yeah. away one free meal to our mate. It's not the point. It's the principle, isn't it? Yeah. They're all pushing each other. But sometimes you think something's for free. I don't know if I've mentioned this on air before, but I went to Amsterdam mm. a few years back with the missus. And went up to the bar to get get a couple of drinks on these sort of you know, old smoke you know the old <clears throat> smoky old um, uh, uh, the brown bars they call them oh I know yeah, 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 yeah. proper old boozer yeah and um, there was a guy there was a little kind of uh, little sort of porcelain bowl with some peanuts in it yeah we think that was for the people in the bar well they're on it's on the bar and there was a bloke standing there and he was taking one talking to his mate mm. and I ordered the drinks and while I was waiting for it to be poured I thought I'll have a nut so I put my hand in the bowl. And uh, and had a nut, and um, the guy looked at me, and his mate looked at me, and I sort of didn't think anything of it, and then had another nut, have another nut, you know. <laughs> I went in about three times, three dips I yeah. went in for, and the two guys were standing at the end of the bar, and I wonder why they give me a few funny looks, but they didn't say anything. So you were I'll taking say, their peanuts. Well, you? what happened was when they left the bar and moved from that corner, of the bar, I saw they were taking them from a machine. Oh no! That they were putting a coin in. So, because they were blocking it with their bodies drinking at the end of the bar. Did Mike Parry come in and say, do you do peanuts? <laughs> what kind of peanuts do you sell? He didn't say that, obviously. But oh, the point I'm making is sometimes yes. you think something is for free and it's not. No, and that's, that's why I'm, I'm defending N'Golo Kante uh, about that. So anyway, it, when did you think it was free and it wasn't? And did it all get a bit eggy? We'd love to hear. Or maybe there's someone who comes into your place and always thinks it's free. Thinks they're getting a free service. Whatever it is, let us know. Talksport.com forward slash H&J text to 81089 tweet to TSH&J and in the Sunday Times yesterday they had that relative values George Russell mm. the F1 driver and his dad and George Russell failed his first driving test at 17 um, and uh, imagine being that examiner I mean I don't know if he knew the backstory. he probably was a bit too cocky I mean he'd been mm. driving sort of carts since he was about 7 or 8 and he's obviously a very very good driver mm. but probably didn't do the basics yeah, didn't right. look in the mirror enough mm. Yeah. And just thought, you know, I'm a good driver, and that's not what they're necessarily looking for, is it? This a certain amount of buttons you have to press. first time, so it doesn't mean anything. Oh, you pass first time, first Mr. Time. Magoo. Yeah, really, that's incredible, Mr. Magoo. <laughs> I'm surprised they, they gave you Mr. a license Knapp. at We've all. We've had this conversation. Oh, Mr. Before. Knapp, your driving yeah. instructor, yeah, and that Model T. 
hand crank every lesson. It's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> out the front there, the car. Suddenly walking in front with a red flag. That was it. It was brilliant. All of his lessons. <laughs> over, don't go over two mile an hour. Mind that More horse. Of that later. Apparently, mind once, that horse and car. Once you get to sixty-two, there's research in the paper today. Yeah. People start treating you as old. So watch it. Oh yeah. <laughs> got, got, yeah, got a little bit of time left. Not much. I say I've got a little bit. You've got a bit of time. I said time left, Dan. So anyway, do let us know what should you have. What should you not really have failed? Much like George Russell, he didn't take it well. His dad said he came home fuming. He had to go back so George can confront the examiner. Oh, you get nowhere with that. They now not Why having that. Why did you that. allow him to do that as well? Yeah. Yeah, a couple of miners. I think it was when he did handbrake turn at 130 mile an hour <laughs> into a parking space, probably. So, um, what should you really not have failed? And also, as we said, what did you think was free? Or are there people out there who still think you're offering a free? Maybe this is your chance to say to sort of Dave down the road, it's not free. You should be paying for it. I just have not said anything before. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Yes, let's look back on the weekend's football now with Nissan Vans. Uh, I've just told Andy, uh, off air of course, the um, mm. on Thursday it's your turn in the barrel joke. That's very good. Um, which is why we have this little section. So you, you quite liked it. It's quite old school, Andy, but yeah, it you know, took you back, it was didn't right. it? Yeah, well, I wouldn't um, do it on the show. But no, I, I, certainly not. Um, <laughs> it's all very well, Andy, you having a go at Frank Lampard, but why is no one taking James Corden on? Why is he not being held to account? Oh, yeah. Um, anyway, that's true. I don't even think that's true. It's it just convenient. Oh, yeah, it does. It sounds like one of those. Anyway, let's start looking back over the weekend's uh, football in the company of Danny Kelly. How are you, Danny? Very good, and that means I'm now the only one of the trio who doesn't know the joke, Paul. Oh. <laughs> Okay. I, I know. I know a joke that ends um, equally uh, old school. Joke that ends. Uh, you should have been here yesterday. There was a guy with a duck. Oh. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> but I don't. I, I well, don't I, know the barrel. I, it will be a very bizarre conversation, Danny. But I will call you up at some stage and tell oh, yeah. you the joke, which will be uh, when you least expect it. Yes, yeah, a little insight there into the life of uh, of your media superstars. Everybody, <laughs> he's ringing me up to tell me the barrel joke. Tell you the barrel and, joke. Also, Andy. I'm, Slightly disappointed that, given you've got your green screen, you're still out in, in outer space. Mm, yes. I need to see you in new locations. Oh, you're all right. That's right. We'll try and work on that and yeah. see if you can find somewhere yeah. else. So you still be, we still see the curvature of the Earth. But as you move yeah. it around, the green screen fizz gives you a kind of strange black wig when you. <laughs> oh, it's you, nice. Jack Grealish's hair he seems to have. <laughs> uh, yeah, very, held yeah. back, held back with a band is very it's, good. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful look. I wish the I wish the people who pay our wages could see this yeah. and how entertaining it is. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, we kick off with uh, West Ham 2, Arsenal 2. Not a result you expected after the first 15 uh, minutes of uh, that game yesterday. Well, I did. <laughs> well, yeah, Andy, Andy decided at 2-0 that he fancied a nap. So just before he did that, he had a little sneaky <laughs> flutter, please two gamble responsibly on 2 quid on 2-2. Two, two. Then when woke up, richer than he, than he dozed off. Fantastic. Yeah, what a way to live. I know. I mean, at that did point, it, did, you thought it was only a matter of... Did you cover your losses in the Grand National? Yeah. <laughs> no, I did all right in the Grand National. Oh, he's, he's, oh. Yeah, he's got the Midas touch. Top tipster. Yeah. But um, you thought once the third came, that was it, and it looked like the third was going to come any minute. But as we always say, 2-0, that very dangerous scoreline. I don't know, Andy. Uh, Paul, I, I think... I kind of agreed with Andy. I think from the moment that Declan Rice rattled into that tackle, in the, it was in the first eight seconds, wasn't it? I thought, OK, they're up for this, West Ham. And Arsenal got the two goals. And the danger then is that the, the TV commentators were talking about it as though you were watching 
you know, Brazil 1970 or something playing mm. the game. West Ham were never quite out of it. And of course, if Arsenal got a third, then it's all over. And we're not fools. The mathematics uh, tells you that. But I thought West Ham were it's a proper game of football. Mm. And the problem is, when a team is as good as Arsenal currently are, um, both the commentators and I suspect the players, you start to get into your head, you're as good as Manchester City. They're not as good as Manchester City. You can't just then pony about for the rest of the game. And, you know, once the, I mean, this is this is hindsight 2020. Once West Ham got back into the game with that goal, um, you know, Bakaya Saka missed the penalty, but I really thought that, you know, West Ham were going to get something out of that game. And in the end, they were probably, they would argue a little bit unlucky not to have won it in the end. But, but first and foremost, Premier League, proper game of football. Mm. Team down the bottom, team at the top, going at it, hammer and tongs. That was excellent. It was, and uh, but psychologically damaging for Arsenal to throw away mm-hmm. four points, you know, like that, two two nil leads. There was a lovely progressive disintegration on Matt Scott's Twitter feed. Oh, okay. Oh, ah. the, you're enjoying that, were you? Oh, like yeah. Peter Finch. The, first of it, the goals we score with emojis and all that. Yeah. <laughs> to basically, uh, one bloke really, he said he parodied last week. He said, number one, played them off the park. Number two, lucky goal got them back into it. Number three, it wasn't a penalty. Number four, the referee's a northerner. Oh, okay. <laughs> he yeah. I he does. At, I looked at Matt's from last Sunday. It was basically that. Yes. It ended uh, with Paul Tierney is from Greater Manchester. Yeah. Of course, again, the penalty goes in. Uh, that That is probably it. But, you know, you're going to beat a player up for missing a penalty. That can happen. But, I mean, look, I, I, I said on here a few weeks ago, I uh, dipped my toe in the water, and you two said, no, I don't agree. But I still maintain that even finishing second this year, uh, Arsenal still ahead of where they expected to be. It still would still be an incredibly good season. Mm, we back in the Champions I think, I think League. Blown it. This was their year. I don't see them winning it next year if they don't win it this year. But I might be wrong. They make some signs. And I, I, no, I don't. I don't I, what makes I, you think they're going to go backwards from this point? I just think that you, you have these opportunities. They had an eight-point lead, and if they hadn't squandered these four points, they still have an eight-point lead. And I think. Look, it's it's not over. They've got to go to City. Yeah. City can slip up, and they can get a result hey, at City. You'd love it, um, Danny. Not, not I mean, what are you? I mean, you, I mean, let's use that word. Bottling people are, but I'm not altogether sure. No, you I can. don't think it's that. I don't believe that at all. You mm. know, Arsenal are doing really, really well, and a bit like Liverpool last year, they're coming up against. You know, and we all know how City's squad has been assembled over the years, and you know it still you know picks away at the back of my brain. But the fact is, about as what as a football team, you're going to have to. Every year now in England, unless something mad happens, you're going to have to be getting huge numbers of points to overtake Manchester City. Arsenal have done amazing this year, mm. and I don't, I don't think, so. I think second place, if that's what they end up with, because of course if no, they go good, to Manchester and win, that's really, really good. They're, they're, yeah. And you know, you've got to be honest, you are going to have to rack up massive numbers of points to catch Manchester City into the foreseeable future. Yeah, very big result for West Ham as well, wasn't it? Uh, we shouldn't. Feel, I mean, you know, just I mean, for, in terms of confidence going forward, as they they look to get they away really from the bottom. They really are too good to go down. They are. They should never have been in this trouble. Really, uh, I make you right. And of course, the 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 the, the, the fact that they're gradually getting away from the relegation zone, they're by no means safe. But they can, you know, concentrate on the on the European Conference League now, where the yeah. power of the Premier League is that teams in the bottom six can go away and win the European tournament. Now, uh, we move on to uh, Nottingham Forest nil, Manchester United 2. And I've got to be honest, I was half expecting already to down. Who knows, maybe it'll happen this afternoon or this evening about some white smoker, club statement picture of a Nottingham Forest corner flag. I'm wondering whether the ownership are thinking, if we've got any chance of getting out of this, maybe we need a fresh voice. I'm not saying it's the right decision. I just got a it's feeling too late. it could happen. They've got to stick with you, Danny. Steve Cooper. 
probably seems a bit late now. Um, uh, this is the problem, isn't it? When you've got a team and they're, they're not quite bad enough to sack the manager throughout the year, you end up then seven or eight games to go, staring at the points total and wondering, should we have acted earlier? But it probably is too late to change then, anything they're now. They're not cut adrift, though, Dan. If you look at it, there they are. Everton are also on 27. Leeds on 29. We're saying we think West Ham. Well, West Ham technically still it. As are Bournemouth. You could drag them in. It'll be a difficult job. But they're mm. not cut. No one's cut adrift, are they? No, but um, Forest have now, you know, they have the number of points they've got. But Paul, it's the, the speed at which they're running now. No mm. wins in 10. Yeah. No wins in 10 tells you that they, they've gone from one level at the start of the season and come down several levels since. And uh, that's what, if you were a Forest fan, you'd be worried about. Because um, you're right, on the average of points gained over the season, no problem. They're still very much in the race. But on form... Um, unless something drastic happens now, they look like they're, they're, they're heading down. They ain't careful. Mm. It was a good time to play United as well, you know, having what did what they did on Thursday. But United would look good and they played really well. Ericsson and uh, ah. um, what's his name? Fernandez. Fernandez, brilliant together. And when you watch Ericsson, he's so fascinating. He, he so often plays just one touch. Yeah. Just one touch all the time. Just pass the ball on, move it. And he's a brilliant player. Brilliant. And he wasn't supposed to play, of course, was he? He wouldn't have started. No. No, yeah, I mean he he was the he's the difference in what Manchester United have looked like in recent weeks, which is good and efficient and strong. Um and they looked I mean, against the Forest side that let's be fair, are struggling for form. Um he's just you know, I've watched him play for years and years and years, and Paul can back me up here. Whatever else you've got in the team, he oils whatever you've yeah. got. Mm. If you're if you've got a certain kind of lineup, he's the one who will make that tick over. If you've got another kind of lineup, he again provides lubrication for the rest of the rest of the team. And you know, he's a fantastic footballer. Yeah. Uh, and United um, are very lucky to have got him. You know, and um, they, but he, he he was the outstanding player for them on the day. Mm. Um, and you know, good to get him back for the running. If you're a Manchester United you know, fan, obviously. I, I think they're a Harry Kane away from challenging for the title. Cheers, Andy. Yeah, there's, I'm not saying he'll yeah, go there. There is a strong you know. word apparently coming out of Manchester. They think they've got their man, but we shall see. Oh, what about Maguire? Talking of Harry's, uh, should it have been a handball, Danny? I think Andy feels it should have been. Well, I, I hear what Andy's saying, um, but I, it's one of my pet peeves now, and I know you two love a pet peeve. In fact, you've got a whole a whole zoo full of pet peeves. Um, <laughs> uh, but this one, uh, the, the, I, I can't have the game of football. It appears increasingly to me to be reduced to the crowd appealing for handballs. That's what it's become, hasn't it? Mm. You you get the, you get to the byline, and instead of looking for your centre forward, you smack the ball as hard as you can into the melee and hope that somebody's going to hit someone in the midriff so the crowd can appeal for a handball penalty. Mm. Um, it probably was. His arm was probably in an unnatural position. But there were a dozen, a dozen handball penalties given or not given in the course of of the Premier League at the weekend. And it seems to be reducing the game to a, an almost a mockery. Incidentally, therefore, hats off to the referee in the giant game at the bottom of the La Liga last night, uh, Valencia against Seville, uh, against the, the home team had two penalties given by VAR. The referee went across to the, the screen and said, ah, no, that doesn't look like a penalty to me, and walked away on both wow. occasions. Wow. Of course, 
Of course, it caused a riot in the crowd, yeah. and one of the Valencia players was sent off. But you know, and, and their coach. But at least he had the courage of his convictions. Cajones, and we could actually use that. In Aha, a, in, very good. We have, to, we have to be. We have to <laughs> doff our cap to tremendous, him for that reason. Tremendous yeah. linguistic accuracy. Yeah. Very good. <laughs> the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Well, I said that we'd be returning with Manchester City three, Leicester one. I'd missed the game out. Obviously, this, oh, yeah. uh, somebody, a psychologist, mm. would look at that and uh, probably understand <laughs> why. Freudian. Because our next game yeah. in the running order is uh, Tottenham Hotspur 2, oh Bournemouth 3. And um, we'll come on to how good Bournemouth were uh, in a moment. But we should talk about Spurs. I was at the game. And um, unfortunately, the house that Daniel built is very shiny on the outside and pretty toxic on the inside at the moment, Danny. And there was that very unpleasant moment where Davis and Sanchez came on, had an absolute stinker, um, was booed when he was on the ball. I've only ever seen that really happen once at Tottenham with Ramon Vega back in when he was playing alongside Sol Campbell back in the day. And it was horrible then, it's horrible now. And it's so counterproductive. Uh, and then to have him booed off, especially as Longley was injured, uh, and we, he'll probably have to play Sanchez, was just... I mean, but you know, it's he, he sadly as a player is symptomatic of a lot of the problems at a club. Really, uh, a man who was our club record signing for one short period and has been generally a bit of a duffer during that period. And there's no one really there among the fans who has any great trust in him. But there's no reason to boo your own player when they're on the pitch wearing your team shirt. Uh, look, Paul, you, you're you're describing. I mean, I've just spent. Um, uh, an hour and a half uh, putting together uh, my, my View from the Lane podcast and uh, four people um, all I think pretty well versed in modern football just struggling to understand what was going on there um, uh, yes people have uh, problems with the club and you know da- Daniel Levy uh, you know he's getting his share of grief there as well but for to, to, to get after Davidson Sanchez in the way that they did um, it appears I mean people have got uh, they've got there's a disconnect between the, the, the emotion we're expected to have about these football clubs, otherwise why you're paying 90 quid to go, mm. and how you're allowed to express that emotion. We've got, there's, no, there's no conduit anymore for the fans' protest. And so it ends up with horrible atmospheres like there was at Spurs, I'm told, uh, by more people than you, and booing on Sanchez. I mean, let's be fair as well. Then Stellini takes him off, mm. which I think is equally heinous. Yeah, in its I, own I was way. going crazy at that moment. I thought this. Absolutely. I mean, they, they did change it tactically, but the point was, you know, you're just completely hanging him out to dry. I could see. I thought that was an awful decision. Stellini's a victim too. He shouldn't be there when they got rid of Conte. Whack! There should have been a clean break, and all mm. those people who are Conte acolytes, apart from being mates of his, should have gone as well. Mm. Um, and you know, you end up in a situation with the crowd booing one of the home team's players, with Ivan Perisic playing left back in a four, and Harry Kane playing in midfield. My suspicion is um, that uh, Christian Slaney, as it was when he got the job, not only is it a wrong decision, but he has a clue what he's doing. Not a clue. Yeah. on God's green earth but he is a human shield for Daniel Levy who is now making a succession decisions and I have defended Daniel to the, to, to as far as I can but he is making a succession of decisions each one more calamitous and amplifying the previous bad mm. decision than before you can't help wondering we were talking about this at the game the other day that it was a financial decision in, the, in sacking Conte they probably had to pay three plus million quid to say goodbye there was a coaching staff there that Ryan Mason would have needed and they thought well why bring a whole new staff when we got these guys let's keep them on and surprisingly you don't get same manager uplift that isn't a thing and that's why we're not seeing any difference and any different reaction from the players I mean but the the the, the, the 
the notion of false economy is, oh, is tell me about is it. In, is taught that to should be on the badge children. in Latin. We should be replacing <laughs> the dearest <laughs> to do really any chance false, of top four now. False economy that, on the badge. No, there's no there's no chance, Andy. They'll be they'll be lucky to get a point for the next three games, and then there'll be a sort of outcry to get rid of Stellini. I mean, you know, it's just all too late now. Yeah. Um, and if you the, give it Steve Cooper around. to the end of the I'll season, tell you what is odd though. You know, XG. We hear a lot about XG, and, and Bournemouth were great, and they we saw how well they played, but. Their XG yeah. was 0.9, but they scored three goals. Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> incredible. There's a lot well. about the opposition. I mean, we should talk up. He's a lovely lad, Gary O'Neill. He's been in here a good few times in yeah. his punditry days. Lo- you've worked with him. He's a lovely man, and he's doing a brilliant job. And uh, that Danny Murphy said, mm. he used the word, I thought, uh, when he was on Match of the Day, brave. Mm. They're brave on the ball. They, you know, Even when it gets back to two each, they're not sitting we on the edge this, of their box. They were great. We saw this in the home victory against Liverpool, where they were... Starved of possession, but still played out beautifully from the back and got the winning result. And of course, that has been the springboard for their revival. I had to apologise last week on here. I'll apologise again. I really thought they were gone, dead and buried, mm. um, six weeks ago. But they've, and I'm glad that it is courageous football. I'm trying to get on the front foot at all times. That's bringing them their rewards because. I am increasingly convinced, hello Daniel Levy, let me sit in on the interviews, I'm increasingly convinced that defensive football will get you beat in the modern game. Yeah, the yeah. laws are against you, the fitness of the opposition is against you, everything is against you. Trying to play on the back foot, it just doesn't work anymore. No, so hats doesn't. off to Bournemouth. And of course, footballers are like sharks. They smell blood in the water. They yeah. smell the tiniest molecule of blood in the water. And Spurs are absolutely hemorrhaging at the moment. Even when they came to 2-2, we can still have these. There's only 10, 10 seconds to go. We'll still beat these. Won it. And they did. Could have won it. Yes, he, I mean, he oh, should have done that. Was a, that was oh, I mean, that was God, wasted chances. The, the <clears throat> volley over the bar from Perisic, which was ludicrous. There was a, Just very quickly, two things happened in the build-up to the third goal. <clears throat> we talk about portioning blame for one in. Just before Bournemouth got the third goal, a ball came in to um, Christian Romero that he could have controlled on his chest and passed he headed it in a no man's land it touched the Bournemouth player then Perisic attempted to header it at basically foot height which strangely enough he didn't get we never saw the ball again and so that's two senior pros two blokes who've won a World Cup and been a World Cup finalist playing badly nothing to do with Davis and Sanchez Oh, and it wasn't even Romero's worst move of the game. What it about was... his back flick at the corner flag? Exactly. Yes. Uh, I do think a lot oh. of these uh, Argentinian players from the World Cup they're looking very. Yes, tired you're right, Andy. Very... Yeah, they are. Yeah. Anyway, Except for a, say, uh, not all of them. What about Solanke. the Brighton fella? Fantastic. Solanke yeah. was brilliant. Yeah, he's turned his career school. around until he's he should see the manager. I loved him at Chelsea, and uh, I did a thing on Saturday where I went through all the teams yeah. to see who's got a striker and who hasn't. And every team in in the division has got at least two apart strikers. One? Apart from apart one. Apart from one. Yes, Can we guess? Oh, three, seven, yeah, one, seven. I don't know if you'll guess which one it is. Uh, Manchester City, amazing. three. Leicester City, one. And, yeah, I mean, I, I returned to the car after the game, slightly in a daze. I was listening to Jamie and Gabby on the way back. <laughs> and then they were saying, let's get back to, uh, let's get back to the Etihad. It's three nil. It was, uh, wow, yeah. Risky from Pep, though, to do what he did. It was. It could have did, cost him. It could, and they did get back into it. I'm not sure how Boyd... two great chances. I'm not sure how Boyd Leicester should be and Dean Smith should be based on that recovery because, I mean, basically they were at a cigar on City at that stage and, and you saw that in the latter stages, I think, which, as, as Andy said, even Pep said, it, it could have gone wrong for them. Yeah, but it could have, but it, it didn't. No. Um, and I think I've got to... I'm going to put myself out here, uh, really put myself out on a limb. Of all the fine teams that Manchester City have had in the last... This is their best team. 
Um, he is a genius, Guardiola. There's no other word for mm. it. When everybody else is spending 40, 50, and 70 million Kukurea on 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 full backs and wing backs, he says, no, actually, that's a bit last week now. I'm going to do something else here. Four centre halves. To be fair, not, they not, wanted Kukurea, but they didn't. Not, not tried <laughs> since Diego Maradona did it in the, in the World Cup in two, uh, 2010. Mm. Um, so, two things have happened here. Um, one, City, maybe one of the weaknesses they had before was that you could perhaps outmuscle them. Four centre-halves, Rodri and Haaland, plus the goalkeeper. They're probably the biggest team in the Premier League now, as well as the best. Um, extraordinary to, to watch what they're doing. Secondly, I'd say this, that they only need to play for 15 minutes because they play for 15 minutes, you are beat. Mm. And thirdly, and I'll put this out there, it's a cup competition, anything could happen, they might not win the Champions League. I can't put together an 11 from the other side still in the Champions League who would beat Manchester City right now. No. That's no, how good absolutely. they are. Real no. Madrid, though, will be a, a tough task for them, no question. Totally, yeah. absolutely. You know, they, because they're got, used got to, sort of, they know the competition. Yeah. And DNA, yeah. yeah. Yeah, what's going they on? They won't be easy. Real Madrid aren't through yet. They are. Okay. Um, <laughs> so clearly uh, are. That's Wolves 2, Brentford 0. Diego Costa, Bluto, scoring his Tremendous. first goal for the club. Oh, I loved it. I loved it. Yeah, they've been talking about him as, as some of the other Wolves players in the aftermath of that, saying, what a huge character. Apparently, he's a, he's a real prankster. Oh, no, one, of the players, side of one of the players said, I, I forgave him, but he basically... Um, he, he puts my... ice baths over you. If... He once put shampoo on my jacket. Yeah, that's right. I hate that. Could get you a good hiding <laughs> at some clubs, but they all love it, it apparently. It, I don't think it's great when the toughest looking person at the club is the one setting fire to your trousers. No. It could be, it, it could be mistaken for bullying, couldn't it? Yeah. Um, he was really good, actually, uh, overall mm, in that classic, in that game. Um, and uh, of course, people will ha- definitely help me with this. Um, there must be longer periods of time between Premier League goals, but six years is pretty good, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> six years since he last scored in the Premier League. Um, and then, then of course, because it, you know the buses always come along in threes, Huang, who uh, they bought to score goals well but hasn't scored goals, he got another one. Um, and you know they've got three strikers, by the way, Jimenez, Costa, and Huang. Yeah, well they haven't Brentford. been scoring a lot of goals. No. Although two of them did the other day. Strike. That's true. And on Brentford, Danny, um, yeah, poor no, run there. Well, no, no wins in five so, at the moment, but I, I, so, yeah, since Thomas Frank got named as a possible Spurs manager, he's got two points from the last fifteen. <laughs> um, a tremendous audition. Um, uh, look, they, they've. <laughs> They've done. They're, they're batting above their oh, yeah. average, aren't they? Already this season, um, and I guess it's noticeable that Ivan Tony he missed a penalty. He hasn't got as many goals as he was getting, and as a result, they've just dropped off slightly. As Andy points yeah. out over and over again, you can have all kinds of football and all kinds of footballers in the Premier League. If you don't got nobody to get the ball over the line, you are handicapping mm. yourself to an extraordinary yeah. degree. I thought, thought Raya was lucky with that. It was a penalty. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, 
Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Plenty to get in, but we have talked Chelsea already. Andy couldn't help himself. But Chelsea won, Brighton two, Danny Kelly's with us. Uh, Andy, just very quickly, just give a pricey of what went on. Well, two things really, um, my thoughts in this game, that if the new owners had done absolutely nothing, yeah. bought nobody, yeah. but left, no, apart from the ones that had to go, I don't think they'd have been any worse off. And, and, and now they've spent 600 million, they're going to have to sell some of our best young players to finance it so they're not in trouble with financial fair play. And I just think, I'll tell you what says everything about Chelsea at the moment. Mudrick had his best game for Chelsea. Mm. He played really well. He looked really good. Why? Ask yourself why he did. Because De Zerbi, who used to be his manager, was standing on the sideline. Yeah. And he wanted to show him that he actually hasn't wasted his time, blah, blah, blah. So it shows you that when he wants to, because of that, he can do it. The rest of the time, he might as well not have been there. And that is the problem with Chelsea. I mean... Jao Felix, I call him How Felix. How's he actually playing for us? He's a, I've never seen Felix. Him. Oh, I'm not calling him that. <laughs> there was a stat about Eze, very interesting. We'll come on to Eze again. Yeah. It was brilliant. But about dribbles, the most dribbles in, since uh, the World Cup. And Eze's tried 18 and 15 completed. Felix, 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 has tried 20, 12 of which have been successful. That's probably eight goals conceded, like on Saturday. Mm. He did that against Leicester. He did that against... I mean, that was Andy, ridiculous. I, I, I wouldn't have picked him after his performance in Madrid. I simply wouldn't have picked oh, him for the next game. I wouldn't have picked him ever again. Uh, yeah. No. I mean, he, he, that, was the, that was one of the late... I mean, you know, I know he's in a, in a city where he's got other other priorities and all the rest of it. That was that was one of the laziest performances I think I've seen in a long, long time for a professional footballer. Mm. And I thought about the game at Stamford Bridge, and, you know, we've got a lot of games to get through here. Chelsea were lucky. Chelsea were lucky that Evan Ferguson got injured because... The, it, it, Brighton Not really, because 20... Welbeck always scores against Chelsea. <laughs> yeah, but, Bright, but Brighton had 26 sh- shots at goal. Oh, yeah, it should have been If Evan five, Ferguson had a percentage of those, yeah. been, from what I know oh, about yeah. the lad, it would be... Yeah, yeah. they were the home team. I thought, Andy, I don't, you can put me right here. I thought domestically that was their least convincing performance of the season. And that's well, saying I something. Well, they've got much, much worse under Frank Lampard. You know, before, mm-hmm. under Potter, they were a little bit unfortunate. They were suffering because they didn't have a striker. But mm-hmm. they, you see their goals against record is really good. Yeah. They were defending well and creating a lot of chances, but not putting them away. Under Frank Lampard, they're not doing anything. They're not yeah. defending well. They're not creating I anything. I thought they were bad, yeah. You know, it was a mad decision to fire Potter at that point. You yeah. either fired him back in January or whenever it was yeah. a real disaster, or in February, or you kept him until after the Madrid games and after the season. I remember you leading the charge, saying, keep him on, keep him on. Every single thing (laughs) these people have done has been a disaster. Mm. 
Well, um, we should talk about Brighton very quickly. What a goal by in Seaside. Oh. It was fantastic. You love the intensity of Deserby, though. Lewis Dunk was saying oh, the night... Brighton, Brighton are great. The yeah, night before really the game, brilliant. he sat them all down and said, right, this is everything we can do better. He never lets them rest. And he said about in Seaside, I want to see him... I don't want to see him score a great goal then then just drift out the game. He's got to learn. You can't do that. So he is some manager, isn't he? They've got some manager there. Uh, uh, look, you know, they, they sold the two, in theory, best midfield players and, uh, you know, McAllister and Caicedo are as good as any pair in, the, in, in central midfield in the Premier League. And uh, and then on top of that, they're a joy to watch as well, aren't yeah. they? They're, they're a yeah. bit like, you know, not making a comparison, but Bournemouth, they're just they're just not afraid, mm. right, to play where you need courage to play. It's fantastic to watch. So much to squeeze in. Aston Villa 3, Newcastle nil. It, it seems like an age ago, that Saturday lunchtime game, but... Um, That's Ollie Watkins and Isaac and Callum Wilson. I just thought I did. To oh, you tell us everyone in the teams have got yeah, strikers. But yeah, fantastic yeah. performance vibe Villa. Onward and upward. I mean, Newcastle, as they've all been saying, players and manager, just were not at it. But you know, they weren't allowed to. They were on them from the off Villa and they were fantastic. No, the, the Villa, under their, under their excellent manager, have closed the gap between themselves. You know, Villa have got an expensively assembled squad of players. They, they shouldn't be struggling mm. like they were at the start of the season. He's getting the best out of them. He has re- revivified Mings, who looked like he was a, he was a basket case at oh, one yeah, stage absolutely. early in the season. And it's turned him back into what he what, what he has been, which is a you know England defender, not necessarily a great England defender, but it, that, that's the level he can play at. And then if you've got Watkins, who since the World Cup has been along with Haaland, the outstanding striker in the Premier League, and uh, I love that. I love the fact that he's come out of. You know, a different route to the top of the game through Exeter. In fact, I t- I, t- I texted um, Clinton Morrison to say, uh, Clinton, I see you're no longer Exeter's best ever striker. Um, <laughs> yeah, <it's true. laughs> you know, but these are two teams uh, that have benefited. No response. <laughs> they've benefited from the yeah. fact that it's, you know, it's a poor Chelsea, it's a poor Liverpool, it's a poor Spurs. So, you know, they, they definitely, mm-hmm. have, and same with Brighton, they've all got a chance of Yeah, got a real head of steam for, uh, for, and uh, yeah, yeah, obviously Newcastle have got players coming back that they missed out on Longstaff, etc. Anyway, we shall see. They weren't great against mm-hmm. Brentford. They were better in the second half. But first half, they could have been 3 0 down. They, yeah. are, they also look like they're a bit leggy and a bit, you know, it's been a long season. But as I said, St. Maximum mm. still got to come back. They've got one or two others coming back, so that could make a difference mm. against Spurs at the weekend. Evan won Fulham 3, and maybe they were just wound up, the Fulham players, by everybody saying they basically allowed the, the towels on the sun loungers. Um, Mitrovic, but, Calvert Lewin, and Ellis Sim. Sorry, okay, I just thank, want to thank you. Thank you very much. Okay. Uh, they were the, the strikers uh, on hang the Hang on, field. you're. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you're, you're kind of pressing. You're really having to reach there for the Everton strikers, yeah. aren't you? Is it, is it kid? You've yeah. obviously got yeah, still, a kid and one does who can't ever play. Yes, that's yes. true. But they still got them. Yes, um, I like the yeah. fact that Gary Lineker on Match of the Day made a right horlicks of Ping uh, Moonenstein's name. He got a peel ping ping. <laughs> great commentator though. She's brilliant. She's very. Yeah. Um, so Everton won Fulham three. Um, yeah, great performance by Fulham. But, Probably a lot of people didn't expect, but the manager got well, the I was glad Fulham beat one of our relegation rivals. <laughs> <laughs> but a bit worrying for Everton. Uh, although yeah. the first red, red half, they had very, decent very chances in the first result, half, but right. faded, really. Mm. I mean, the red flags there, for, if you're an Everton fan, the two things we always said is that Sean will stop them, Sean Dice will stop them conceding too many goals and they'll get their results at home. A 3-1 defeat to a Fulham side completely out of form. Um, you know, without Mitrovic, yeah, absolutely. They're par- passing the alarm bell around from club to club to club, and yeah. one of the clubs where it stopped this weekend is Everton Football Club because yeah. that's a that's a shocker for them, I'm afraid. Uh, the, the Bell free, I would imagine. Uh, Crystal Palace uh, after another win for Roy Hodgson. Finally, well, Southampton nil. Brilliant. Crystal Palace 
Just, Two. It just begs the question, why wasn't uh, Patrick Vieira picking Eze? He was brilliant, wasn't he? Yeah, I mean, there was a fear. Look, whenever a manager leaves, all this stuff comes out about the way they structured training, etc., etc. All this stuff starts to leak out. But whatever Roy is doing and Ray Lewin's doing um, is working clearly. Who is the Who is the Palace striker, Andy? Uh, that's a good point. I, I've got Matata and Zaha. You You say Matata? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. And uh, yeah. Southampton, nobody. Um, okay, okay. No, Shea no, Adams. Exactly. Yeah. Really Shea Adams is a bit harsh on yes, an international strike. Yeah. Uh, look, um, I don't know what Patrick Vieira was doing, but essentially, um, if you're a team, um, you know, whose first job is to survive in the Premier League, I know the instinct is to defend your goal, but if you've got a load of talented forward players, get them on the pitch, stir it up with forward players. Um, and because draws are no good anymore. But it backs up what 36. you said, Danny, about being attacking, not mm. sitting back. And even Roy's totally, realised he's changed I'm becoming increasing. He's changed his spots, and I'm completely convinced about this, Andy. That the the way mm. the game is now, partly for television rules and all the rest of it, you no point in defending your goal. Go and try and win the game. And Southampton, um, they're not a terrible team, but you don't have to be. Bit terrible to go down this year, and ten home defeats though. You're just you're just getting a, 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 a short a short short barrelled shotgun and shooting yourself in the foot over and over and over again. It's Can't stop with that. Roy's still talking about relegation, but they're only three points behind Chelsea. Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> oh, no, Chelsea are in a real relegation scrap. They are. Yeah, yeah. yeah. blue square yeah. within five <laughs> years, as you once said. Maybe coming right after all this time. I think it will be Champions <laughs> Leagues, <laughs> FA Cups, and titles. So um, you'll meet Wrexham in, in League Two. Yeah, yeah. No, in League oh, One. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> um, so there, there we are. Whose turn is it in the barrel, Andy? We'll let you know. Who are you putting in the barrel? Todd Bowley and his mate. Uh, okay, but squandering 20 years of brilliance in one season. Well, there we are. So uh, can you? we squeeze two in there, Todd Go Bowley on, and his mate? Yeah, no, plenty of room. Yeah. Okay, there we are. So uh, the barrel was now, uh, has, has been replenished with Todd Bowley and his mate, whose name you can't remember. He hasn't left much of an Not impact really. on you. I, I, no. probably, I probably won't pronounce it possibly. Stellini could go in there as yeah, well. He oh, could. If, if Move over, through, boys. Yeah. Yeah. Move yeah. over, boys. <laughs> the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. And we brought you news earlier on from a, a tweet. Uh, somebody said, I recently found out that David Louise and William own a restaurant and they mm. say uh, N'Golo Kante never pays. He just smiles and leaves. I mean, he can certainly afford it. We just think he maybe got a freebie once. He maybe went to the opening night and thought, yeah. it's, you know, it's free all the time. Um, but whatever's happened, uh, we wondered about sometimes when you thought something was uh, for free and it wasn't. Clive in Maidstone says, when my nephew was 15, I started bringing him along to my five-a-side football. Always paid his weekly subs. He's now 26 and earns more than me. Yeah, I'm still picking it up oh, and really? I pay his six pounds. That's ridiculous. Should I somehow tell him he needs to start paying and taking a, a turn driving? Yes. yes. Clive in Maidstone. Just the Liverpool him. fan. I think we possibly have. Uh, if you're his nephew, put your hand in your pocket. Um, I had the opposite happen to me. Went to Marbella with my wife last year, and for the whole week, they wouldn't let me pay for a single drink in the hotel bar. When I asked why it was free, they said, we cannot have a man of your stature paying. Really? God knows who the hell they thought I was. <laughs> but I did enjoy their... Perhaps they thought he was in Golo Kante. It's <laughs> <laughs> probably what it is. Yeah, well, right. He never Bang. pays either. There's no point anything. asking him. <laughs> Chris in Borough Bridge says, uh, there we are. So, uh, Chris, who do you look like? Has anybody ever said, tell us, has anybody ever said to you, you know, you've got a look of, I don't know, Daniel Craig or something? Yeah, George Clooney. Yeah, maybe they just thought, yeah, you, you, yeah your money's no good here, is what people... <laughs> oh, boy, put your money away. It's no good here. If that happens to you, if... 
And as we mentioned, uh, George Russell, the F1 driver, failing his driving test and getting so upset, he went back to try and have it out with the examiner. But, you know, you're 17, you've been driving at top level since you're about eight or nine in carts or whatever. You can drive a car, but you've still got to pass the test. You've got to uh, sort of jump mm. through those hoops we know we all have to do. Uh, mirror signal manoeuvre and all that. When you've been used to driving 180 mile or 200 mile an hour, you probably don't think that. So anyway, um, we're interested now about those things you really shouldn't have failed. And also those things you thought were three and ultimately weren't. Talksport.com forward slash H&J. Text to 81089. Tweet to TSH&J. You've got anything very quickly for us, Andy? Mm, yes. Uh, what have I got? I don't yeah. want to put you on the spot. I, no, I, no. I saw you ready to pounce. Well, I'm always ready to pounce. And, uh, yeah, I mean, nobody was happy with the scenes at the Grand National on uh, Saturday, I'm sure. But uh, it was a letter to the sun this morning. I think it was a touch draconian. It called for basically people to get. Oh, here it is. Yeah, one fifty quid. So yeah, another fifty un- quid. Yeah, another unnecessary protest before the start of the Grand National. And what these idiots don't seem to grasp is the owners and trainers look after those horses with passion. Yes, we know that. The protesters should be fined fifty thousand pounds each. That's a, <laughs> a arbitrary figure. Where's <laughs> that know. one from? No idea. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. The Talk Sport Clips of the Week. Well, these are Clips of the Week pewter. You may be aware, if you listen regularly, that we occasionally dust down some old clips from the archive. Uh, the producer found an old box of mini discs. Mm. And um, there was uh, there was some gold in there. It's not all gold, it's pewter. Well, and, um, yeah. They, uh, yeah, we thought it was good enough to put it out at well, the time. to mini discs, but uh, he's found a way to digitise <laughs> them. He does them in his own time. <laughs> and uh, he curates them. He's in charge. He does invoice. Oh, uh, does he? I didn't oh, realise. Yeah. Oh, oh good. I didn't realise. Okay, I thought we did out the he goodness of He does nothing for nothing. Oh, he does nothing for nothing. Very mercenary bloke. <laughs> so, um, this is back to December 2003. We've not heard these. Um, we have we have high hopes, but who knows? Yeah. Why don't you kick us off, Andy? Uh, we start with Mike Parry talking Midlands football. It's the local community aspect, which I think they've got wrong in the Midlands, because... Birmingham are definitely going to take over as the major club of the West Midlands whilst Doug Ellis sits on his throne and basically uh, is evaporating. <laughs> Doctor Who? Yeah. Doug Ellis is evaporating? <laughs> what a great prediction by Mike there. It really did tr- turn well, out to be true. It's turned it? out, hasn't it? <laughs> 20 years on, he's called it right. Oh, yeah. This is Patrick Kinghorn and Tony Cascarino used to bring you drive back in the day. Mm. About to interview one of the top bods at the FA certainly if not weeks months before that who will be going and who wouldn't be and uh, I, I don't see any any problem in that well davis davis certainly was there well i think it was david davis, <laughs> davis but i'm sure he'd been called davis davis the man with two surnames <laughs> try and get a bit more welsh back to mr parry again this time talking european football we're talking about europe alone here eight groups in europe i mean this is crazy you know, what on earth are Bosnia-Herzegovina, I can't even pronounce it, going to contribute to world football? What are Luxembourg going to contribute? Belarus and Moldova. Who's Belarus? Oh, Belarus. Belarus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good old Mike. He was. He, he, never, he never actually presented uh, football first in Europe, did he? Not Instead really, of Adrian. Um, uh, yes, also uh, talking all matters European football was this caller. Um, I agree with Mike this morning. This step blatter's a lunatic. <laughs> step 
step blatter. blatter. That's not step ladder or step <laughs> blatter. I don't know. You could have a system. Oh, this, that's beautifully put, isn't it? Fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Talk sport corner of the week. Yeah, here's Anna Brazil, who went from no knowledge to full knowledge in a very short space of time. And why Fresno? Is that the name of the place? Fresno? I've, not, I've never heard of the Fresno Celtic Supporters Club, to be honest. Fres, Fresno's, um, now, is it the fourth largest city in California? Is it? Maybe. <laughs> Did we have Wikipedia in 2003? <laughs> was there someone in his ear saying, it's the fourth largest city in California? Is it? Well, I thought it was the third, but maybe it is the fourth. <laughs> we may have told him that. This is Mike Parry talking to commentator Graham Beecroft. Just explain to me, please... Uh, 79 minutes a goal and then blimey 88 and 90 hearts must have been in mouths somewhere in that stadium yeah very much so because I, I, mean, I, I was watching the fans and after Okocha um, whizzed the penalty over the wall Blimey, Adam. he was that good, JJ, though, wasn't he? You could put a wall in front of him from a penalty and he probably still saw not allowed, is it? No. Here's Mr Parry again with a top impression of former Chelsea owner Ken Bates. He's invited us all over early on to say, you know, and, and you know what Ken's like, have a glass of my wine, then you can all push off because I'm going sailing. It's actually not bad. <laughs> wasn't bad. A bit posher than the old man yeah. that was, really, but pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Mike really is the man of a thousand voices. Here he is with an uncanny David Beckham impression. David Beckham, as ever, unbelievable when he was interviewed about it, had his woolly hat on, pulled it down. <laughs> Yeah, I think there will be a bit of a <laughs> yeah. No, I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> I like playing in big games, don't I? <laughs> it's quite similar to his Ken Bates, really. It is, it's just not, it is not quite posh. similar. It's <laughs> like he's in some old Ealing comedy, isn't it, really? <laughs> yeah. Over to Big Al again now, and a team we've always enjoyed listening to him pronounce. Who have Liverpool drawn uh, in the FA Cup, the third round in this season's FA Cup? Was it A? Was it Yeovil? Yovo, Mike Bovo, when Mike Bovo, Mike Boville went to your Mike Bovo goes to Yovo. Those were the days. <laughs> it was. Uh, this is uh, Jim Proudfoot and Alvin Martin on commentary duty. Now Millwall have just had a player sent off at home to Norwich, and I'll give you two guesses who it might have been. Uh, Kevin Muscat. Oh, congratulations! An elephant never loses its spots, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> I think Alf meant that. I think he knew what he was doing. Do you think so? Yeah, yeah. maybe he did. We'll yeah. give him the benefit of the doubt. Yes. And finally, let's get a quick travel update. Problems in East Yorkshire, the M62 heading eastbound from Junction 37 for Howden to Junction 38. Two lanes blocked off there. Excuse me, due to a single vehicle accident. Also problems in the West Midlands. <laughs> Someone's just better just to cough, isn't it? It is it. I'd say it's just it's only gonna hurt you in the end. So there we are, not so bad. Dusted Pretty down good. from two thousand and three. We'll we'll keep uh, mining that particular seam and see how we get on. We'll try and bring you some more next week. Now, you know, uh, listeners who uh, are enjoying the podcast extras that we do. Oh, yes, yeah. yeah. We, do extra, we do extra podcasts, um, a, a kind of clips of the week, uh, director's cut, chat chat you through certain themed ones, and a kind of quite free-form going for Andy Jacobs' madcap cuttings. Yes, um, it, is, it is quite free-form, but I've enjoyed yeah. the last three. They've made me laugh. So. Oh, OK. Well, if they're making you laugh, we've got <laughs> well, a fighting it. chance. I'm talking of giving things, things though, a recommendation. Mm. Uh, the, the listeners will know that I'm quite obsessed with ads for readers' trousers. You are. You're quite into yeah. readers' trousers. These 
these are the sort of ads you always see normally in a sort of the Mail or the Express, aren't they? Mm. They're trousers for people of a certain age. Yeah, our pure cotton flat front chinos are cut with no pleats, giving a flatter, slimmer profile. Nice. Uh, they feature our clever expanding waistband for an extra two inches of comfort, sort of yeah. thing you'd want. But this bit at the end of the advert, it was a quote from a bloke called Mr. Starman. He said, quote, Is he waiting in the sky? <laughs> I don't know. But he, he gave it, he, he was giving it his review. He reviewed the trousers and he said, Possibly the best pair of trousers I own. Light, comfortable, and smart. And well made. Who's ever said that in their life? Yeah. Have you ever <laughs> Mr. said that? Starman ab- said it. Have you ever said that about a pair of trousers you've got and said, these are possibly the best trousers I own? Possibly. I'd, I'd be a bit <laughs> more emphatic than that. I'm these either going to say they're the, the best. best or they're not the best. <laughs> you know, you, I'm not going to start, I'm, I'm not going to dance around it, Andy. Definitely. No, fair not. enough. Really. I just, I know, there was that wonderful one, wasn't there? It was mm. a great reader off a years ago with a pair of trousers. And it said, it said, you'll never wear them out. And I often used to think, do they mean like they won't get worn out or you'd never wear them out in public? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they were nice and ambiguous, the company that made them, so you never quite knew. Yes. Oh, this was nice. In washable polyester, that fabulous fabric. Um, I, thought, I thought you might like this, Andy, by the way. A therapy emu. Um, yeah. sparked a five-hour rescue mission after it jumped over a fence and went on the run. 11-month-old uh, Rodney is one of a handful of animals owned by somebody who's a consultant. Uh, and they, they have these um, these support animals, these therapy animals. Hmm. And no, they, I know, I've heard yeah, about this. It's a good, good idea. My, my yeah. missus was once on a, on a flight in the States and the lady next to her had a therapy pet with her. And they they, they really? let the dog on. Which oh, was, it was a dog. It wasn't yeah. a snake oh, no, or anything like No, that. I'm just saying. I think it was a dog. But... Um, Therapy shark. But imagine a therapy emu. <laughs> yeah. Imagine doing a transatlantic flight was a bit like Rod Hull. Was Every a... time you woke up, he'd be looking at you like Rod Hull's emu. <laughs> it's a bit odd calling an emu Rod, isn't it? Really, Rodney. Oh yes, I suppose so. Yeah, yeah maybe they maybe strange, they were fans right? of the great man. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Yes, you were telling us uh, mm. earlier on about things you really should have passed. Uh, John in Glasgow says I failed the cycling proficiency test at primary school, which I couldn't believe, as I was a paperboy who cycled every day. And I remember being worried that I might lose my job. <laughs> no, <laughs> it was like the driving <laughs> test. <laughs> yes, I was also gutted. I never got the badge. It still hurts. I passed my cycling proficiency Did test. Did you really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. If you, oh, yeah. You, you never maintain. You never had a bike in the years I've known you. It's not the, no. it's not the way you get around. No, is it? I don't. I, even with the bike lanes, I don't fancy it's dangerous, isn't it? You think, That's what yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah. But it's a cycling proficiency. You had to do that one where you went incredibly slowly. Oh, yeah, and you had to, to, to keep it on the line, on. yeah. The definitely. Wheel wobble, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like a wheel yeah, wobble. I've got me, I think I've got my certificate home somewhere. Bring I'll bring it, it in. <laughs> bring it in and show bring you. Bring it in and show oh, it. Can't wait. I can't wait. Anything else? Uh, it's a father and son caught a monster 44-pound, uh, five-foot squeak cod. Oh, yeah. It says here... Big enough to feed 35, but set it free, which is a good thing to do. Nice catch and release. In Norway, yeah. But surely a 44-pound cod would feed more than 35 people. That's over a pound of cod per person. Okay, so you did the maths. You didn't like look at the upside of it, really. You sort of... Well, I'm glad they... You're probably going to the chippy asking for large cod. I mean, you know, how much cod can you eat? Well, I don't know. (laughs) Excuse me, I'd say not more than a pound. How much cod can you eat? Eddie Jacobs' new show. You can get that away. You can see that channel for Me and Nigel, by the way. Oh, Nigel, yeah. Nigel wouldn't be happy. No, he wouldn't. He, he, he doesn't, doesn't eat it. He's, no, he's just... going to throw it back, isn't he? Of course. Well, he is, yeah. yeah. Uh, Victoria Beckham. Oh, yeah. I love it when they do this. She loves invading your own publicity. This is... Uh, privacy, you mean? Privacy, oh, yeah. yeah. It's really incredible. It's in the old days. If, if a photographer had caught Victoria Beckham exercising, mm. she'd have gone mad, wouldn't she, if it published it in the paper. She said, oh, I don't want people to see me doing that. 
But here she is. She uh, shared her fitness secrets online. I'm in my strength training phase. Oh, yeah. You think, who cares? What's the point? <laughs> I don't get all this. What is the point? What phase are you in at the moment, Andy? I'm in the um, get fit with Rick phase. Who's Rick? Walking work. Not from Rick and Morty. <laughs> no. Oh, okay. <laughs> Who's Rick? He's Rick. He's Rick Buller, the uh, Rick guy Buller. who invented the walking. Not Ricky. It's Ricky Grover. Delighted. That's Rick Buller. Is Ricky Grover? <laughs> well, no, but this is that's his name. Yeah. He's based in Dubai. Oh yeah. And he does these uh, tremendous videos. He gets you at it. They're sort of walking work. They're designed for. You know, people of a certain age. People over 62. So, <laughs> which is the cut-off in our apparently. <laughs> yeah, it is, apparently. So, yeah. what does he get you doing? Hmm. Walking quickly. Walking quickly. Okay. Even he says you wouldn't walk like this outside. Oh, so you do it indoors? Indoor oh, you do it walking. indoors. Yeah, it's indoors. It's on the spot, really. Walking on the spot? Mostly on the spot, yeah. Okay. It's quite a, it's quite a good workout, though. Right. You know, okay. Rick Buller's walking on the spot workout. <laughs> well, very much so. Yeah, you can do out. five thousand steps if you like in thirty-seven minutes, which is quite good. Okay. Does he? What's his take on how much cod you can eat? <laughs> That's something he's ever dealt with. <laughs> I don't think so. How much cod can you eat? <laughs> uh, anyway, um, talksport.com, text 1889, tweet TSH&J. What really should you not have failed? George Russell kicked this off, the Formula One driver, because he failed his driving test first time, was very upset. I mm. mean, proficient driver, clearly, but, you know, didn't uh, all the, you know, the checks and balances you need to pass your I failed an audition to, to be a newsreader on ITV. Did you really? I did, yeah. I had the chance. I was producing the... That uh, doesn't massively surprise me when, <laughs> based on some of the reads that we do here on this you show. Would have been You're terrible. not Mr. Attention to Detail, are you? No, I looked terrible as well. I, I was all wrong. I had this... Like, you know, when you get to a certain age in your 40s, you'll see a lot of men do this. In fact, Sam yeah. Matterface is doing it at the moment. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, okay. Yes. Well, f- you do realise we're on air. No, have it's you had true. A word I've said to Sam, it's, it's your last ditch. You just, it's the last opportunity you have to have your hair long okay. without looking utterly stupid. Fair enough. So you'll see blokes in their late 40s grow their hair long. It happens. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. did it. You it's, did it's, it. It's okay. a perfectly normal thing to do. Yeah. And, uh, and you'll see Sam's done it at the moment. And so there you were, mispronouncing all the words, be a long <laughs> looking like long hair. And the trouble, trouble with long hair is it looks all right when you're wearing casual clothes, but it doesn't look great when you're wearing a suit. Mm. So I put a suit on to read the news, as you would at ITN. Yeah. But I had this sort of long... But it was all... It was like behind me. The hair was all behind me. So okay, much really, like your career. Very much did so. You, uh, <laughs> did you get a bit of a sweat on as well, did no, you? No, no, I didn't... I never used Albert to... Albert Brooks. No, I was fine in those days. No, that wasn't the problem. I, I thought I did quite well. Really? In that way. But I just didn't look right. That was uh, the thing. Okay. We still uh, don't. And the woman whose job it was to decide took against me. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. I haven't I'm sure forgotten. you took that well. <laughs> yes, I still hold a grudge. I, <laughs> yeah. won't, I won't mention it. <laughs> okay. Well, no, don't. Eh? I won't. No, she probably had sound reasons. Your inability <laughs> to speak out loud among them. So. Uh, it would have been good, wouldn't it? I mean, what, I, I, can no, you, you could, you could have been doing Mastermind now instead of Clive Meyer, and he would have been <laughs> no. sitting next to me saying, Andy Jacobs, <laughs> not the plumber. I'm then. definitely entering. Clive's been asking people to uh, enter. I'm going to enter this. See if I can get on the show. What mastermind? Yeah, you've given up a celebrity mastermind. No, I'm not a celebrity. So I'll, no, I'll go on the ordinary. Oh, don't beat yourself up. No, about I it. think it's okay, true. You go on the ordinary. I have to go on the ordinary. I mean, I'm not famous enough to go on the celebrity one, but you know, I'm, okay. I think I could do all right. And then I'll, I'll say to Clive, basically when he does that, I'll say, "Not the plumber." When he, yeah, okay, you know. and they'll kick you off. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. There we are. That was this afternoon's show. Uh, I'll be back tomorrow with Charlie Baker. We. Jeff Norcott, Wimbledon supporting comedian, joining us. Monty Panasar's popping up as well for a bit of IPL chat as we bring it to you on Talksport too. All manner of other stuff. John Solarco, 
a fantastic a, 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 a John Salako away from football is involved in a business and they've had an inspired idea which oh, will really? save lives okay. so uh, John will join us to tell us more about that tomorrow so do hope you can join us from one if not the podcast will be available at four you've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4pm on TalkSport planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with Quinn's Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.